When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine. Here's your top five at five. This, this is the top five at five. The U.S. hasn't seen this many police officers killed in the line of duty during the Biden administration since 1995. The National Security Advisor for the United States warns a Russian invasion of Ukraine could be imminent. Republican congressman is accusing NBC of refusing to air an ad critical of China during the Winter Games underway in Beijing. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin says the Biden administration's $1.75 trillion Build Back Better plan will no longer exist in its current form. The Democrats' opposition has, of course, stalled that plan. And disgraced former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo may not be done with politics. Political insiders told the Wall Street Journal that Cuomo may challenge New York Attorney General Letitia James. Well, a new report says more police officers were killed in the line of duty during President Biden's first year in office than any other year since 1995. A total of 73 officers were intentionally killed in the line of duty during 2021 compared to just 46 back in 2020. Now, that's nearly a 59% increase, according to the FBI's database on officers killed in action. Here's Police Union President Pat Lynch. The public has to come. The public has to send a message to anyone that dares to harm a New York City police officer. Not now, not today, not to us. We're asking, we're humbly asking you to come out and help us. So according to FBI data, 74 officers were killed intentionally while on the job. That was back in 1995. Now, the Heartland Institute said one of the reasons for the increase in police officer killings has to do with a rise in ambush or unprovoked attacks on police. Fears of a Russian invasion of Ukraine that it could happen at any time. This warning is from White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. U.S. officials say Russia's President Vladimir Putin has assembled 70 percent of the firepower that he needs to launch a full-scale attack. Here's Sullivan on ABC. We believe that there is a very distinct possibility that Vladimir Putin will order an attack on Ukraine. Uh, It could take a number of different forms. It could happen as soon as tomorrow, or it could take some weeks yet. Sullivan thinks Russia could launch cyber attacks as well or annex territory in the eastern region of Ukraine, where Russia is backing pro-separatist militias. Now, Russia has more than 100,000 military troops staged at Ukraine's border. Their demands include assurances Ukraine and other Western allies in the European Union not join NATO sparking a further increase of Western influence. Well, U.S. congressman says that NBC is refusing to broadcast an ad that is critical of China during the 2022 Winter Olympic Games in Beijing. 
This 30-second spot purchased by Florida Republican Representative Mike Waltz blasted the event event there as genocide games. Now, this spot referenced China's long history of human rights abuses and called out major U.S. companies for participating. The world's greatest athletic showcase. But just outside the show, rape, genocide, slave labor. American companies are drunk on Chinese dollars entangled with communist dictators committing atrocities and propping up these genocide games staged by the Chinese Communist Party. That's Florida Republican Congressman Mike Waltz there. Waltz is the first Green Beret to serve in Congress, and he has long been a tough China critic. He had pointedly highlighted companies for their business relationships with China, including Visa, Coca-Cola, Nike, Intel, Procter & Gamble, and more. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin defending his opposition to President Joe Biden's $1.75 trillion Build Back Better plan on Sunday. Manchin said the massive plan will no longer exist in its current form. Manchin joined Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski for a rare bipartisan interview on CNN. They stress the need for a bipartisan compromise. Only thing I've said is hypocritical to basically work with a person day in and day out, and then when they're in cycle, you're supposed to be against them because they have an R or a D by their name. If these are good people I've worked with, we have accomplished a lot, why in the world wouldn't I want to work with them and continue to work with them? So Manchin and Murkowski have also endorsed each other's reelection bids as calls to find a primary challenger for both of their seats swell from the extreme wings of their parties. Manchin up for re-election in November 2024. Alaska's Senate race, meanwhile, is November 8th of this year. A political insiders tell the Wall Street Journal that former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo may challenge New York Attorney General Letitia James in the upcoming election. Insiders told the Wall Street Journal it's because of comments he's made about James and New York's current political climate, leading them to believe this. Now, Cuomo is, of course, the former state attorney general before he became governor. He resigned as governor last August after James' scathing report finding he sexually harassed 11 women. James, of course, backed out of the governor's race last month. Now, Cuomo's possible run is seen as retribution. Cuomo all along denied allegations and refused all calls to resign until James released her report. I never touched anyone inappropriately. I never touched anyone inappropriately. And Cuomo, course, served as state attorney general from 2007 to 2010. 77 WABC time check 507. Let's head over to the traffic desk. Good morning, Mike. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Good morning, Deb. Oh, my goodness. That Monday cough. Over to Hopewell, Hopewell Township on Route 579 southbound. The road is closed due to construction. Over at Carlstadt, accidents blocking the left lane. This is at the New Jersey Turnpike Western Spur southbound after exit 18 west. This is literally just right after the tolls. Some stop and go traffic is going on at Middlesex, uh, Middlesex County, New Jersey, northbound between uh, CR 514 and CR 531 at Main Street. So there's no surprise there. Uh, pretty looking pretty quiet here around the city now, so let's keep it that way as best we can. Alternate side parking rules are in effect today. I'm Mike Garcia with Traffic on the 7s for 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Mike. And taking a look at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda weather center. A little bit of freezing rain this morning, then it changes over to drizzle. All rain this afternoon, cloudy skies, a high around 40. 
Overnight, mostly cloudy skies, a steady temperature around 37, a 40% chance of rain, and clearing tomorrow, turning mostly sunny with a high of 45. And we're holding above the freezing mark at 33 degrees, light precipitation here in New York City. Republican Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas slammed President Biden over his immigration policies. Now, Cotton says the Biden administration border policies have completely opened our borders and allowed things like lethal drugs to enter the United States and immigrants to take jobs away from Americans. Cotton made his remarks on the Cats Roundtable with 77 WABC owner John Katsimatidis. Their intellectual ancestors on the Democratic left have now become openly uh, hostile to America, not just critical of our founding, but condemning our founding as based on racism and bondage, not on freedom and equality. Now, Senator Cotton points out that 100,000 Americans died in 12 months between April of 2020 and April 2021 from drug overdoses, the majority of those drugs coming out of Mexico. House Republican Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy said the GOP will take a tougher stance on China. That if the party regains control in the upcoming midterm elections later this year. Now, McCarthy also said Republicans would create a bipartisan committee on China. One of its major goals, he said, would be to investigate the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic. When we take the majority, we will create that committee on China. And it would be a bipartisan committee so you have one American voice on how we can compete. Where China comes in and captures the critical minerals, when they come in and capture our our medical supply and others. McCarthy also wants to open an investigation into the chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan under President Biden and potentially an investigation into Biden's son Hunter related to his business dealings in both Ukraine and China. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the Democrat, of course, out of New York, announced a rally in Texas to support two candidates in next month's Democratic primary. AOC will rally in support of Greg Kasser, endorsed by AOC last month. And now she's also backing Jessica Cineros, who's hoping to unseat incumbent Democratic Representative Henry Quasar of Texas for the 28th Congressional District. Cuellar's home was raided by FBI agents last month. There is an ongoing investigation that will show that there was no wrongdoing on my part. As an attorney, I know firsthand that the legal system is a pillar of our democracy. I pride myself on being your congressman and always doing things honestly, ethically, in the right way. That's Congressman Cuellar there. The FBI hasn't actually charged him with a crime, but he has called that investigation alarming. Well, the Associated Press and the Biden administration are at odds. The AP actually aired its grievances against the administration after reporters were accused of being disloyal for asking probing questions. It's felt that the Biden administration is becoming more hostile towards reporters who are asking probing questions and actually wary of reporters that in the past were friendly towards the Democratic administration. Several encounters took place last week. Here's what we're talking about, an exchange between State Department spokesperson Ned Price and AP reporter Matthew Lee. Matt, I'm sorry you don't like the format. It's not the format, it's the content. I'm sorry you don't like the content. I'm sorry you you are doubting the information that is in the possession of the U.S. government. So on Friday, the AP wrote that 
Biden promised to restore truth in Washington after defeating Trump, but trust appears to be in short supply one year after taking office. They also wrote not only did the chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan undermine his administration's credibility, Americans have grown exasperated with shifting public health guidance during the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. A five years probation for a man who attempted to set fire to a Minneapolis high school during Black Lives Matter riots following the death of George Floyd. Part of those protests there in Minneapolis, court documents obtained by Fox News reveal that 20-year-old Mohammed Hussein Abdi received only probation after pleading guilty to conspiracy to commit arson. That plea in U.S. District Court in St. Paul, he was also ordered to pay $34,000 in restitution and requests for comments on this sentence by Fox to Reagan-appointed District Court Judge David S. Doty went unanswered. More than 1,500 businesses in Minneapolis-St. Paul were damaged or destroyed during those riots, totaling roughly $500 million in damages. Nationwide, damages exceeded $1 billion. Well, today down in Washington, D.C., German Chancellor Olaf Scholz meets with President Joe Biden at the White House. This afternoon, the German Chancellor's visit is to reassure the U.S. that Germany stands with Americans and its NATO partners in opposing any Russian aggression against Ukraine. Schultz has said that Moscow would pay a high price in the event of an attack. Today's meeting at the White House set for 1.30 this afternoon. Germany, though, relies heavily on Russia's supply of natural gas, and Germany has been criticized for refusing to supply lethal weapons to Ukraine, bolster its true presence in Eastern Europe, or spell out just what sanctions it would support against Russia. All right, 77 WABC time check, 515. Justin Alex at the sports desk. Morning, Justin. Good morning, Dev. Happy Monday. Hope you had a swell weekend. It went fast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it always does. It always does. Never long enough. I am Justin Alec here with your early news sports update. It's now been over two weeks since the Brooklyn Nets have won a basketball game as they dropped their eighth straight yesterday in Denver against the Nuggets. Kyrie Irving had to carry the load for the Nets as he was without his sidekicks in Durant and Harden, but his 27 points weren't enough to slow down Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets. The star center punched out with a triple-double on the night, allowing Denver to pretty easily take care of the Nets by a score of 124-104. to Look for Brooklyn to hopefully snap the skid tomorrow night at home against the Boston Celtics. The Knicks took Sunday off, but will be in Utah tonight to face the Jazz. That tip-off is set for 9 p.m. Eastern time. Hockey is back tonight after the short All-Star break over the weekend in Vegas. The Devils will begin their second half of the season tonight at 7 p.m. against the Senators in Ottawa. As for the Rangers, they'll kick off their second half push tomorrow night at home against the Boston Brewers. And the Islanders will be the last to resume play on Wednesday night in Vancouver. Aside from the NFL's Pro Bowl taking place, in which the AFC bested the NFC 41-35, to some other league news surfaced from uh, from this past weekend as New Orleans Saints star running back Alvin Kamara was arrested on Sunday after being accused of injuring someone at a Vegas nightclub the night prior. After playing in the game, making four catches for 23 yards, Kamara was taken into custody without incident and booked at the Clark County Detention Center on a charge of battery, resulting in substantial bodily harm. 
We'll surely keep an eye on this story as it unfolds in the days to come. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. And Justin, should we dare this Friday to make a pick on the Super Bowl? I, I mean, we're like 0 for 4 so Yeah, <laughs> listen, uh, luck's not on our side, Deb, but I think given our field of work, we're obliged to. So. All right, so if you take one team and I take the other, we're good. I think so. All right, let's stay tuned on Friday. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. A little bit of freezing rain this morning, then it changes over to drizzle rain this afternoon. Cloudy skies, the highs 40. Overnight, mostly cloudy. Steady temperature around 37. We have a 40% chance of rain overnight. Clearing tomorrow, mostly sunny, the high near 45. And right now, 33 degrees, and we have light precipitation here in the city. All right, Mark Garcia is at the traffic desk. Thank you, Deb. Well, my cough is doing very better. Thank you very much. Oh, well, good, good. Uh, Monday morning uh, frog. It's that Monday morning frog. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Over to Hopewell Township on Route 579 southbound. The road is still closed due to road construction there. That won't be passing by anytime soon. At Edison, stop, some stop-and-go traffic on Route 1 at Middlesex County, New Jersey, northbound. No surprise there whatsoever. Some slow traffic going on in the New Jersey area on Union, Elizabeth, over at Route 1 and 9, and over at Morris Avenue. So try to see if you can try to get past there a little bit. Uh, So far, nothing is going on in the city. The city is looking very peaceful and quiet, so hopefully let's keep it that way throughout the entire day. I am, uh, excuse me, also side parking rules are in effect today. I'm Mike Garcia with Traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC. All right, WABC time check 5 at 18. Here's Frank Marano with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. Friday ended in mixed territory. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial Average lost 21 points, the S&P 500 rose 23 points, and the NASDAQ gained 219 points. CBS Los Angeles reports that gas prices in Orange County have reached a record high. The average price of self-serve regular is $4.70 a gallon beating the previous record in 2012. That has given way to a shocking sight, $4.99 a gallon for regular gas at a Chevron station in Costa Mesa, the most expensive price for regular gas in Orange County. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, gas prices increased almost 50% from December of 2020 to December of 2021. Spotify CEO Daniel Ek told staffers on Sunday that the company would not be canceling Joe Rogan after a clip of the podcaster using the N-word went viral. Eck explained his position on Rogan in a lengthy letter to employees that criticized Rogan's comments but fell short of taking action against the controversial host. According to the newly unearthed clips, Rogan dropped the N-word almost two dozen times while hosting his wildly popular podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience. The podcaster called the viral compilation the most regretful and shameful thing I've ever had to talk about publicly. GoFundMe canceled a fundraiser for truckers protesting Canada's vaccine mandates despite promoting money-raising efforts for the deadly Capitol Hill-occupied protest known as CHOP. The Freedom Convoy campaign, which raised nearly $8 million for truckers, was nixed on Friday by GoFundMe for violating their terms of service, which prohibit the promotion of violence and harassment. I'm Frank Moreno with your business report on 76. WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of news. All right. WABC Early News. All right, Deb Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. And as you heard Frank Sander there under the music, he will be back at 1 a.m. with After Midnight. And uh, 
Of course, coming up besides business, traffic, weather, and sports, along with Deb Valentin with your early news. And so major crimes up in New York City, almost 40% compared to last year, despite a slight dip in murders. Now, carjackings are up to 93%, shootings up over 30%. So do police even feel safe anymore? Well, seven NYPD officers shot already this year. WABC's Lydia Serrani goes in-depth on this issue with the head of the NYPD Detectives Union. And this is Lydia Serrani on the line with me right now is Paul Giacomo. He is the president of the Detectives Endowment Association for the NYPD. Now, President Biden, Mayor Adams, Governor Hochul, they had this massive gun violence summit. They kept talking about the iron pipeline, the guns, the guns, the guns. But what about the criminals? Well, you know, the guns are here already. And, uh, you know, we need consequences if you're caught carrying an illegal firearm. There has to be certain criteria. The bail reform is a big problem. Judges need discretion. Discovery laws uh, also uh, to protect the complainants and the witnesses in these cases. Uh, the raising age is a big problem as well. Uh, these young men are uh, shooting up the streets, 14 and 15 years old. And there has to be a mandatory minimum time served in jail if you're caught with a illegal firearm. And I think that will cut down a lot of the violence in the city of New York. And that 16-year-old alleged gang member that shot the cop, he posted bond. He's now back in custody for some sort of violation. Mm-hmm. When, I mean, I, I just can't even believe that he was out to begin with. And then, of course, there was that Staten Island detective that, thank God, he was able to mm-hmm. protect himself because of his equipment. Yeah, Detective Dominic Libretti is a true hero. He uh, returned fire on the, uh, on the two defendants that were firing on his field team. And, uh, again... The message has been sent loud and clear for the last two years by a lot of our politicians uh, in support of the criminal element. And they're not focusing on the victims of crimes and they're not focusing on law enforcement that are protecting the people of the city every day. Alvin Bragg, the district attorney for Manhattan, Mm -hmm. according to a lot of business leaders and officials that have spoken to him, he's kind of backtracking, but he has yet to issue a new memo. And I know for a fact that defense attorneys are actually bringing in his his memo for their defendants. Do you feel like it's all talk and no action with this guy? Well, you know, action speaks louder than words. Uh, The message was already sent loud and clear in his first memo. Uh, The criminal element heard that loud and clear. And uh, only time will tell uh, moving forward if he prosecutes prosecutes the crimes uh, for resisting arrest and carrying guns and robberies and and other felonies uh, that are victimizing the people of the city. Do your guys feel safe? It's a very dangerous and difficult time for members of the NYPD. Uh, I've never seen anything like it in my 39 years. I think we just have to keep holding our leaders accountable and pray they do the right thing. I'm with you. We have to get changes in the laws and we have to get pro-police politicians in office. And hopefully we'll do that in the Senate and the Assembly races moving forward. Well, thank you so much, Paul Giacomo. Again, you are the president of the Detectives Endowment Association for the NYPD. Come back anytime. Thank you for your support. And this is Lydia Serrani for 77 WABC News. Now, also, crimes in the transit system so far up 70 percent compared to the same time last year. It's the WABC Early News. More gun violence. A shootout led to a stray bullet striking an MTA bus. Now, this happened up in Harlem on Sunday, just missing a commuter by inches. The frightening moments about 2.30 Sunday afternoon on the M101 bus right near 125th Street and Lex. 
Here's Transport Workers Union Division Chair Donald Yates. And our bus routes go through all of this madness. And it's like repeating the 1970s, it's like Wild Wild West out there. And video surveillance obtained by the New York Post shows a gunman firing down that block as the bus turns the corner. So far, no rest. The NYPD is investigating. Well, no cash bail in New York State being blamed for incidents like these. Chaos erupted at a high-end Louis Vuitton store up in White Plains, New York. Shoppers desperately tried to stop a group of thieves from ransacking that luxury retailer for the second time in less than a month. A video of this incident and uh, shows that an apparent mall security guard just simply sitting there and watching the scene unfolding, but apparently doing nothing to help. The thieves are seen fleeing the Westchester Mall as additional people join in and try and stop them. All right, so part of the chaos there at that Louis Vuitton store. Now, earlier this month, brazen thieves targeted a high-end Burberry store also at the Westchester County Mall. City officials tweeted the video, pointing out that the no-cash-bail policies of New York Governor Kathy Hochul have made communities all across New York feel less safe. Well, a second lawsuit has now been filed over the controversial recently passed New York City law allowing some non-citizens to vote. Now, the suit claims the law would unconstitutionally bolster the political clout of Hispanic and Asian New Yorkers at the expense of African-Americans. So the suit was filed Wednesday in Staten Island Supreme Court by longtime political commentator D. Roy Murdoch and three other black New Yorkers. Now, the suit claims that former New York City Councilman Yadonis Rodriguez, who sponsored the bill, has publicly said he drafted it with the intention of increasing the power of some racial groups. So this new suit claims that the city council violated the 15th Amendment by approving the measure in December with the discriminatory intent to strengthen the voting clout of some racial groups over others. All right, 77 WABC time check, 527. Mike Garcia is at the traffic desk. All righty, over to Hopewell Township on Route 579, southbound. Road is closed, still due construction. At Edison, still some stop-and-go traffic on Route 1 at Middlesex County, New Jersey, northbound. So, eh, no surprise there. Still looking pretty quiet out there over in the city, so hopefully we can keep it that way. Alternate side parking rules are in effect today. I'm Mike Garcia with Traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC. And taking a look at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. A little bit of freezing rain light precipitation this morning changes over to drizzle all rain this afternoon. Cloudy skies today, the high near 40. We have a 40% chance of rain overnight, mainly before 1 a.m., mostly cloudy, steady temperature around 37. It clears tomorrow, turning mostly sunny with a high near 45. Right now, we're still holding steady at 33 degrees light precipitation in the city. Well, uh, Omicron cases, COVID cases apparently beginning to wane as of Friday. Just under 3% of COVID-19 tests came back positive out of 192,000 samples here in New York. New York's Governor Kathy Hochul said Saturday that this is the first time the rate has actually fallen below 4% since November of last year. The positivity rate here in New York City, just over 3%. And according to the governor, there were just under 5,500 people hospitalized with the COVID-19 virus throughout the whole state on Friday, and that's the lowest number since Christmas. Deaths fell below 100 to 91, including 44 
among New York City residents. Well, Delta Airlines CEO Ed Bastian has asked the U.S. Department of Justice to put convicted unruly travelers on a national no-fly list. It's the airline's latest effort to try and deter aggressive behavior on flights that has surged during the COVID-19 viral pandemic. Now, of course, one incident there. Now, in 2021, almost 6,000 cases of unruly behavior on flights occurred. About 72% of those incidents were actually blamed on mask compliance or lack thereof. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland instructed prosecutors back in November to prioritize cases of disruptive and violent behavior on flights. The FAA, of course, declared a zero-tolerance policy for unruly travelers last year. 77 WABC Time Check, 529. Stay with us. We'll be back with more early news, sports, weather, traffic, and business right after the break. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with the Early News. And, of course, we have your sports, weather, traffic, and business. Here's your top five at 530. It's the top five at 530. The United States hasn't seen this many police officers killed in the line of duty under the Biden administration since 1995. The National Security Advisor for the United States warns a Russian invasion of Ukraine could be imminent. A Republican congressman accusing NBC of refusing to air an ad critical of China during the Winter Games underway in Beijing. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin says the Biden administration's $1.75 trillion Build Back Better plan will no longer exist in its current form. The Democrats' opposition, of course, has stalled that plan. Disgraced former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo may not be done with politics. Political insiders told the Wall Street Journal Cuomo may challenge New York Attorney General Letitia James. A new report says more police officers were killed in the line of duty during President Joe Biden's first year in office than any other year since the mid-90s, 1995, actually. 73 officers were intentionally killed in the line of duty in 2021 compared to just 46 in 2020. Now, that represents a nearly 59 percent increase, according to the FBI's database, on officers killed in action. Here's police union president Pat Lynch. The public has to come. The public has to send a message to anyone that dares to harm a New York City police officer. Not now, not today, not to us. We're asking, we're humbly asking you to come out and help us. So according to the FBI database, 74 officers were killed intentionally while on the job in 1995 compared to the new statistics. And uh, the Heartland Institute said one of the reasons for this increase in police officer killings has to do with a rise in ambush or unprovoked attacks on police. Fears of a Russian invasion of Ukraine could happen at any time. That warning from White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. U.S. officials say Russia's president, Vladimir Putin, has assembled 70 percent of the firepower that he needs to launch a full scale attack. Here is Sullivan on ABC. We believe that there is a very distinct possibility that Vladimir Putin will order an attack on Ukraine. Uh, It could take a number of different forms. 
It could happen as soon as tomorrow or it could take some weeks yet. So Sullivan thinks Russia could launch cyber attacks as well or annex territory in the eastern region of Ukraine, where Russia is backing pro-separatist militias. Russia has more than 100,000 military troops staged at Ukraine's border. Their demands include assurances Ukraine and other Western allies in the European Union not join NATO, furthering Western influence. Well, U.S. Congressman says that NBC is refusing to broadcast an ad that is critical of China during the 2022 Winter Olympics underway in Beijing. This 30-second spot was purchased by Florida Republican Representative Mike Waltz, and it blasted the event as the Genocide Games. The spot actually referenced China's long history of human rights abuses, and it also called out major U.S. companies for participating. The world's greatest athletic showcase. But just outside the show, rape, genocide, slave labor. American companies are drunk on Chinese dollars, entangled with communist dictators committing atrocities and propping up these genocide games staged by the Chinese Communist Party. Congressman Waltz there. Waltz was the first Green Beret to serve in Congress. He has long been a tough China critic. The ad pointedly highlighted companies for their business relationships with China, including Visa, Coca-Cola, Nike, Intel, Procter & Gamble, and more. West Virginia Democratic Senator Joe Manchin defending his opposition to President Joe Biden's $1.75 trillion Build Back Better plan on Sunday. Manchin said the massive $1.75 trillion package will no longer exist in its current form. Manchin actually joined Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski for a rare bipartisan interview on CNN. They stress the need for bipartisan compromise. Only thing I've said is hypocritical to basically work with a person day in and day out. And then when they're in cycle, you're supposed to be against them because they have an R or a D by their name. If these are good people I've worked with, we have accomplished a lot. Why in the world wouldn't I want to work with them and continue to work with them? All right. So they also endorsed each other's reelection bids as calls to find a primary challenger for both of their seats. Well, from the extreme wings of their parties, Manchin's up for reelection in November of 2024. Meanwhile, Alaska's Senate race is November 8th of this year. 77 WABC Chime Tech 537. Mike Garcia has your update on traffic. All right, Deb, over to Hopewell, uh, Hope, <clears throat> excuse me, Hopewell Township on Route 579, southbound. The road is closed due to construction. At Edison, some stop and go traffic on Route 1 at Middlesex County, New Jersey, north and southbound. No surprise there. There's an overturned vehicle in Austin on Route 9A southbound after Old Albany Post Road. Traffic is stopped, and there's some icing around that area as well. At Yorktown Heights on the Taconic State Parkway southbound on US 202, a car is ran into a pole with downed wires. The off-ramp is closed, and the right lane is closed on Route 202 eastbound. Some stop-and-go traffic on the BQE I-278 eastbound between Exit 26 and Exit 28A. Also, some stop-and-go traffic on the Harlem River Drive south Southbound between exit 19 and exit 18. Alternate side parking rules are in effect today. I'm Mike Garcia with traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC. Asked from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. Well, we have a chance of freezing rain until mid-morning. Then it changes over to drizzle by this afternoon. Just rain. Cloudy skies are highs 40. 40% chance of rain overnight should end uh, by about 1 a.m. Mostly cloudy overnight. A steady temperature around 37. Clearing tomorrow. A mostly sunny day with a high near 45. And right now still... 
33 degrees light precipitation here in the city. Well, continuing with your fifth story in our top five at 530. Political insiders tell the Wall Street Journal that former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo may challenge New York Attorney General Letitia James in the upcoming election. Insiders told the Wall Street Journal it's because of comments that he's made about James and New York's current political climate as to the reasons why they're speculating this. Now, Cuomo, of course, a former state attorney general here in New York, resigned as governor last August after James scathing report finding he sexually harassed 11 women. James also backed out of the governor's race last month. Cuomo's possible run is seen as retribution. Cuomo all along denied allegations and refused all calls to resign until James released her report. I never touched anyone inappropriately. I never touched anyone inappropriately. Cuomo served as state attorney general in New York from 2007 to 2010. All right, continuing with our stories, 77 WABC Time Check coming up on 540. Well, schools all across the nation celebrated the Black Lives Matter Week of Action, and that has sparked fierce condemnation from concerned parents. For example, a California father called his school district's Black Lives Matter Week of Action a racist political movement that goes against many of our family values. Even former NFL player Jack Brewer weighed in on Fox News. All these issues, but it comes from this liberal perspective. When you start to embrace this and you start to promote this across the country, you're going to have some major issues. And we can't just fix this with the stroke of the pen or the election of a president. Now, critics of BLM, which was co-founded by a self-described trained Marxist, slammed schools that celebrated the week, calling BLM divisive and anti-Christ. One father told Fox News that parents were sent a message that the local school board okayed celebrating a BLM week of action, urging teachers and schools to implement the group's controversial 13 guiding principles. And prosecutors say the founder of the Black Lives Matter chapter out in Memphis has been sentenced to six years in prison. Pamela Moses registered to vote despite felony convictions back in 2015 that made her ineligible to do so. Now, Moses has maintained that she was under the impression that her voting rights had been restored. It is clear, according to the signed judgment sheets, that this sentence has expired because the sentence is four years and one day. The only thing that is unclear is why the state of Tennessee continues to oppress me after almost five years of these concocted false charges against me. Back in 2015, Moses pleaded guilty to tampering with evidence and forgery, both felonies and several misdemeanor charges, including perjury, stalking, theft and escape. Her attorney says they plan an appeal. A not guilty plea Friday from George Soros-backed Baltimore prosecutor Marilyn Mosby, according to The Washington Post. Now, Mosby was indicted by a federal grand jury back on January 13th on four separate counts of perjury and making false statements. The charges are related to her purchase of two Florida vacation homes involving early withdrawals from her city employee retirement account. She claimed to have suffered a work-related financial hardship due to COVID-19. Now, here she is talking to reporters last week. All right, guys, we are four months from my election. This has been a very public sort of investigation into every aspect of my life. And the only thing that I'm asking for is for this not to be tried in a court of public opinion. 
but for me to be tried right now. Mosby has said she is innocent of any wrongdoing and the victim of a politically motivated prosecution by adversaries in the Maryland U.S. Attorney's Office, who she says are trying to smear her as she runs for a third term. A substitute teacher in out in California has lost her job after being caught on video berating a 13-year-old student for wearing a pro-police mask. The teacher claimed the face covering was the new version of the Confederate flag. Now, Fox News reported that Lucas Liller was confronted by the teacher last Monday in his math class. No, it's black, white with some blue line in it. Yeah, thin blue it's, line. Yeah, but it's not American. It's not a thin blue line. That's American. It's American. So the student's mother, Amanda McCallum, said the principal assured her that the substitute teacher would never be allowed to teach in that school district again. The Nevada County Superintendent of Schools said the incident is under investigation. Well, CNN may be forced under its new owner to ditch its left-wing bias. CNN scheduled to be spun off to Disney later this year. The network's new owners are eager to restore it to impartiality. Now, John Malone, a billionaire Trump donor, is a CEO of Liberty Media, Discovery's largest shareholder. Now, he retains a 25% voting share in Discovery, which will take control of Warner Media and its assets, including CNN, later this year. Here's Malone on CNBC last year. I would like to see CNN evolve back to the kind of journalism that it started with and, uh, you know, actually have journalists, which would be unique and refreshing. Under the merger, Warner Media and Discovery will become one new media powerhouse, Warner Brothers Discovery. Well, Dutch reporter dragged away from Chinese security officials live on air while covering the Beijing Winter Olympics. The International Olympic Committee called it an isolated event. This Dutch correspondent, Sherwood Den Das, was reporting during the opening of the, of the Games when a man wearing a red armband entered the frame and grabbed a journalist by his shoulders. Hey, shut down, Igor. Watch that. It's a simulation, bro. Yeah, we've already here in Middle East America. It's all weggetrokken. We zijn het ook al bij een ander gebied weggezet. Dus ik vrees dat wij later even bij je moeten terugkomen. So it's unclear what the reporter was doing that prompted intervention. Das was able to continue his report minutes later. Observers speculate that the media handler stepped in because Den Haas was filming in an unphotogenic location on a badly lit street rather than the glamorous Bird's Nest Stadium. 77 WABC Time Check, 545. Time for Justin Ellick with sports. Thanks, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. It's now been over two weeks since the Brooklyn Nets have won a basketball game as they dropped their eighth straight yesterday in Denver against the Nuggets. Kyrie Irving had to carry the load for the Nets as he was as he was without his sidekicks in Durant and Harden, but his 27 points weren't enough to slow down Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets. The star center punched out with a triple-double on the night, allowing Denver to pretty easily take care of the Nets by a score of 124-104. to Look for Brooklyn to hopefully snap the skid tomorrow night at home against the Boston Celtics. The Knicks took Sunday off, but will be in Utah tonight to face the Jazz. That tip-off is set for 9 p.m. Eastern time. 
Hockey is back tonight after the short all-star break over the weekend in Vegas. The Devils will begin their second half of the season tonight at 7 p.m. against the Senators in Ottawa. As for the Rangers, they'll start their second half push tomorrow night at home against the Boston Brewers. Bruins and the Islanders will be the last to resume play on Wednesday night in Vancouver. Aside from the NFL's Pro Bowl taking place, in which the AFC bested the NFC 41 to 35, some other league news surfaced from Sin City this past weekend as New Orleans Saints star running back Alvin Kamara was arrested on Sunday after being accused of injuring someone at a Vegas nightclub the night prior. After playing in the game, making four catches for 23 yards, Kamara was taken into custody without incident and booked at the Clark County Detention Center on a charge of battery resulting in substantial bodily harm. We'll surely keep an eye on this story as it unfolds in the days to come. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Thanks, Justin. And Mike Garcia has your traffic update. All righty. Over to Hopewell Township on Route 579 southbound. The road is closed due to construction. Over at Edison, some stop and go traffic on Route 1 at Middlesex County, New Jersey, north and southbound. There's an overturned vehicle in Austining on Route 9A southbound after Old Albany Post Road. The traffic is stopped completely and also there's icing, huge icing around that area. At Yorktown Heights on the Taconic State Parkway southbound on US 202, a car has ran into a pole with downed wires. The off-ramp is closed there and the right lane the right turn lane is closed on route 202 eastbound some stop and go traffic on the bqe i-278 eastbound between exit 26 and exit 28a as well as some stop and go traffic on the harlem river drive southbound between exit 19 and exit 18 alternate side parking rules are in effect today i'm mike garcia with traffic on the sevens for 77 wabc all right thanks mike and your forecast from the ramsey mazda weather center freezing rain this morning changes over to drizzle by this afternoon, all rain, cloudy skies are highs 40, 40% chance of rain overnight. It should end by 1 a.m. or so, mostly cloudy skies overnight and the steady temperature hanging around 37. Tomorrow, clearing skies, mostly sunny day with a high near 45. And we are still above freezing at 33 degrees, cloudy skies here in the city, light precipitation. Frank Morano has a look at your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. Friday ended in mixed territory. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial Average lost 21 points, the S&P 500 rose 23 points, and the Nasdaq gained 219 points. CBS Los Angeles reports that gas prices in Orange County have reached a record high. The average price of self-serve regular is 470 a gallon beating the previous record in 2012. That has given way to a shocking sight, 4.99 a gallon for regular gas at a Chevron station in Costa Mesa, the most expensive price for regular gas in Orange County. According to the US Bureau of Labor Statistics, gas prices increased almost 50% from December of 2020 to December of 2021. Spotify CEO Daniel Eck told staffers on Sunday that the company would not be canceling Joe Rogan after a clip of the podcaster using the N-word went viral. Eck explained his position on Rogan in a lengthy letter to employees that criticized Rogan's comments but fell short of taking action against the controversial host. According to the newly unearthed clips, Rogan dropped the N-word almost two dozen 
dozen times while hosting his wildly popular podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience. The podcaster called the viral compilation the most regretful and shameful thing I've ever had to talk about publicly. GoFundMe canceled a fundraiser for truckers protesting Canada's vaccine mandates despite promoting money-raising efforts for the deadly Capitol Hill-occupied protest known as CHOP. The Freedom Convoy campaign, which raised nearly $8 million for truckers, was nixed on Friday by GoFundMe for violating their terms of service, which prohibit the promotion of violence and harassment. I'm Frank Moreno with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. The WABC Early News. 77 WABC Time Check coming up on 551. Deborah Valentine with your early news. Well, more gun violence to tell you about this morning. A shooting led to a stray bullet striking an MTA bus up in Harlem on Sunday. Now, this just missed a commuter by only inches. So these frightening moments about 2.30 yesterday afternoon happened on the M101 bus right near 125th Street and Lexington Avenue. Here's Transport Workers Union Division Chair Donald Yates. And our bus routes go through all of this madness. And it's like repeating the 1970s, it's like the Wild Wild West out there. Video surveillance, which was obtained by the New York Post, shows a gunman firing down the block as his bus, the M101, turns the corner. So far, no arrests, and the NYPD is, of course, investigating. Well, no cash bail in New York State being blamed for incidents like these. Chaos erupted at a high-end Louis Vuitton store up in White Plains, New York. Shoppers desperately tried to stop a group of thieves from ransacking the luxury retailer for the second time in less than a month. Now, a video of the incident shows an apparent mall security guard watching the scene unfold and apparently doing nothing. The thieves are seen fleeing the Westchester Mall as additional people join in and try and stop them. And earlier this month, brazen thieves also targeted a high-end Burberry store also at the Westchester Mall. City officials ended up tweeting the video, pointing out that the no-cash-bail policies under New York Governor Kathy Hochul have made communities all across New York less safe. A second lawsuit's been filed over the controversial recently passed New York City law allowing some non-citizens to vote. The suit claims the law would unconstitutionally bolster the political clout of Hispanic and Asian New Yorkers at the expense of African-Americans. So the suit was filed Wednesday in Staten Island Supreme Court by longtime political commentator DeRoy Murdoch and three other black New Yorkers. So the suit claims that former New York City Councilman Yadonis Rodriguez, who sponsored the bill, has publicly said he drafted it with the intention of increasing the power of some racial groups. This new suit claims the city council violated the 15th Amendment by approving the measure back in December with the discriminatory intent to strengthen the voting cloud of some racial groups over others. Last month, local Republican elected officials filed legal papers arguing that under state law, only U.S. citizens can participate in New York City's elections. 77 WABC Time Check 553. Well, more evidence that the Omicron variant is waning. As of Friday, just under 3% of COVID-19 tests came back positive out of 192,000 samples here in New York. New York's Governor Kathy Hochul said on Saturday that it's the first time that the rate has actually fallen below 4% since late November of last year. 
Meanwhile, the positivity rate here in New York City is just over 3%. According to the governor, there were just under 5,500 people hospitalized with the virus across the state as of Friday, and that is the lowest number since Christmas. Deaths as well fell below 100 to 91, including 44 deaths among New York City residents. Well, New York City's high school application process, now apparently a crapshoot, and top grades barely matter under this new policy. Now, one month before the application deadline, the New York City Department of Education has unveiled its long-awaited new admission system. Now, the system lowers the bar for entry into many competitive high schools, and it also tosses kids with a range of academic achievement into a random hopper. Eighth graders have till March 1 to submit an application listing up to 12 high schools or special programs of their choice in order of preference. The Department of Education's new system is an effort to boost equity in nearly 400 high schools. So for each student, it will take the single top mark in four core subjects, English, math, social studies, and science in seventh or eighth grade. Standardized test scores used in prior years and attendance, no longer factors at all. Following the redrawing of congressional boundaries in New York State, giving Democrats an edge in the 11th Congressional District, Former New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio now planning to create an exploratory committee as he considers seeking the Democratic nod in that district. That from the New York Post. Now, here's de Blasio on his Twitter announcement that he won't seek the Democratic nod for governor of New York. No, I am not going to be running for governor of New York State, but I am going to devote every fiber of my being to fight inequality in the state of New York. All right, de Blasio is there saying he is not going to run for governor, but he will fight inequality in the state of New York. And uh, de Blasio, of course, also a failed presidential candidate. Now, the new borders for the 11th Congressional District snake north to include de Blasio's home in Park Slope and other more liberal Brooklyn neighborhoods, countering conservative Staten Island. Now, if he runs, de Blasio is expected to be pitted against former 11th Congressional District Representative Max Rose, who lost that seat to Republican Nicole Maliotakis. Now, these new boundaries make it tougher for the Republican candidate, Nicole Maliotakis, to win re-election. The primaries are in June. Well, former President Donald Trump also weighing in on the redistricting plan here in New York. Not a plan, of course, it's passed the state legislature, quickly signed the same day by Governor Hochul. Trump, in a statement emailed through his Save America PAC, said, Republicans are getting absolutely creamed with the phony redistricting going on all over the country. Trump also said we were expecting to do well in New York and now we'll lose four seats, he griped. Trump also cast blame on Republicans for allowing the Democrats gerrymandering to plow forward. 77 WABC time check 557. Mike Garcia is at the traffic desk. Well, over to Hopewell Township on Route 579 southbound. The road is closed due to construction at Edison. Some stop and go traffic on Route 1 at Middlesex County, New Jersey, north and southbound is overgoing there. There's an overturned vehicle in Austining on Route 9A southbound after Old Omni Post Road. Literally right after the tolls, the traffic is completely stopped. At Yorktown Heights on the Taconic State Parkway southbound on US 202, a car has ran into a pole this morning with downed wires. The off-ramp is closed and the right turn lane is closed on Route 202 eastbound. 
the traffic has stopped completely on the BQE on I-278 eastbound between t- exit 26 and exit 28A, as well as the Harlem River Drive southbound between exit 19 and exit 18. Also, the side parking rules are in effect today. I'm Mike Garcia with Traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC. All right. Thanks, Mike. And taking a look now at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We have a chance of freezing rain till about 10 this morning. Changes over to drizzle by this afternoon. All rain, cloudy skies. Our highs near 40 overnight. A 40% chance of rain. Precipitation should end by about 1 a.m., mostly cloudy. Steady temperature overnight around 37. And tomorrow, clearing skies, a mostly sunny day, the high near 45. And still 33 degrees, light precipitation here in New York City. Of course, we're working our way to the Bernie and Sid in the morning program coming up at 6 o'clock. And here's the lineup. Dr. Mark Siegel at 905. And Rich Lowry, the editor-in-chief of the National Review, coming up with Bernie and Sid at 740. And don't miss it. Of course, we have the Peerless Boilers Beat Bernie contest, as we do every day at 940, 32 past the hour. Sid Sports, sponsored by Peerless Boilers. Don't miss it at 825, Lydia reports. And, of course, we always have at the bottom of the hour the 77 WABC clip of the day. And today we have 77 WABC owner John Katsimatidis, who's talking with Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton, and you don't want to miss any of it. Bernie and Sid coming up at 6 o'clock. Well, Delta Airlines CEO Ed Bastian has asked the U.S. Department of Justice to put convicted unruly travelers on a no-fly list, on a national no-fly list. So it's the airline's latest effort to try and deter aggressive behavior on flights that have surged during the viral pandemic, like this one. And in 2021, almost 6,000 cases of this unruly behavior on flights occurred, with 72% of these incidents blamed on mask compliance. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland has instructed prosecutors, he did so back in November, to prioritize cases of disruptive and violent behavior on these flights as a deterrent. Working our way to Bernie's hit coming up at 6 o'clock. Don't miss it. Miss it. Uh, Deb Valentine with your early news. Be early tomorrow at 5.